You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about home organization, but first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I know it is very overdone to talk about the weather, but (laughs) it is very gray here. Day after day after day, cold and rainy and gray. At the moment, I am really feeling that New Year energy, which Mm. is helping me feel positive in the midst of a literally and figuratively dark season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm hoping to keep that going through the month of January and February because I don't see an end to the weather for many weeks to come. It's one of those things where it's hard to notice and then we'll have a sunny day and I will just feel like a completely new person. Mm. But it's gone on long enough that I am noticing it, even without the contrast of the sunny day. So I can imagine how great it will feel when the sun (laughs) finally does come out. Yeah. I'm glad there is something that is keeping you going, but that sort of seasonal energy around the weather is no joke. Yes. The other piece that is keeping me going is knowing that the days are getting longer Mm. and just basking in that knowledge that we are headed towards the sun as Mm -hmm. opposed to the other way around. Yep. What is new with you? This might be something that will help you with your seasonal situation as well. Perfect. I have a television show to recommend. This is Bridgerton, which is Mm -hmm. new on Netflix, based on the Bridgerton series of romance novels by Julia Quinn. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't read those because I don't think they are spicy enough for what I want in a romance (laughs) novel most days, Uh at least so far as I know. But the show is awesome, super spicy, beautiful, bright, love the drama. It's produced by Shonda Rhimes, so Mm. fans of Scandal will sense some familiar drama happening, Okay, (laughs) but with less murder. So it's good. It's really good. That is good. My mom also recommended this to me this week, so I should pursue this line of television watching. (laughs) Definitely. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, friend? I read You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson. I read this almost in one sitting. It is a YA novel set in the suburbs of Indianapolis, which I love. So great (laughs) to read a book set... Not exactly where I live, but close to where I live. Yeah, definitely. It follows Liz Lightly, who is a black queer senior at a high school there, who decides to run for prom queen in order to win a scholarship to college. Because prom is this huge deal in the town where these alumni have created a scholarship for the person who wins prom. Whoa. I loved everything about this. (laughs) Absolutely everything. I don't know if it was one of those books that just hit me at the right time, Mm. that if I came back to it later or had read it at a different time, I think I still would have liked it, but I loved it. Just put a smile on my face. I cried a few times during it. It perfectly captured the trials of high school and how to come out a stronger, more true version of yourself. Mm. If you like YA, definitely give it a read. If you don't like YA, still consider it because this is one of the best YA books I have read in years. Yeah, I tend to not be so hot on YA these days, but it is on my list. I'm excited. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. What have you been reading? 
I just listened to Transcendent Kingdom by Yaa Jesse. Hmm. This is a novel focused on Gifty, who's a PhD student in neuroscience at Stanford, studying how reward works in the brain. Which, side note, this is what my husband studies. So Hmm. there is quite a bit of science in the book. And every time I would hear it, I would be like, listen to this, listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) It is set in the present, but then includes flashbacks of her life up until that point. She mm-hmm. grew up in Alabama with a brother and African immigrant parents, and it also talks about previous experiences of relationships within her family and beyond. This is a beautiful book. Yeah, Jesse captures humanity in a really lovely way, mm-hmm. and it was also a great listen. I did like that the science was pretty realistic and accurate to my knowledge. Really what this book did for me was made me think about how we take responsibility for things that happen in our families, how we take them on, and how they shape who we are. Mm. I will say the ending felt a little bit abrupt. I actually checked to make sure I wasn't missing a chunk of the audiobook Mm. because, you know, sometimes all the parts don't download. Right. But it was there. I just was taken a little bit aback. It didn't ruin the book for me or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was like you get this really detailed snapshot and then there's a huge leap forward to sort of an epilogue type thing. Got it. Despite that, I would recommend this book. There is a lot of content about addiction and depression. So that's something to watch out for. But it was definitely worth the read. Let's move on to our topic for today, home organization. We'll start by talking about whether we have general philosophies around home organization. If I were to have a philosophy, I think it would be about having less stuff so there is less to organize. Mm, Nice. I feel very passionately about moving things out of our home that we're not using, and I'm generally good at getting rid of things, but the stuff that we have isn't very organized, and that is a growth area for me. that I am very interested in pursuing. (laughs) How about you? I'd say my philosophy is more of a putting out fires, handling things as they Mm -hmm, come mm -hmm. up type strategy. Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure that even counts as philosophy. (laughs) I'm also in the get it out of here camp. If I Mm -hmm. pick up something too many times or it's clothes and I try it on, I'm like, well, I hate this now. It's out of my house within 48 hours. (laughs) Love it. What are your biggest home organization wins? The first one that came to mind was our entryway. I talked about this being a project we started working on sometime in the spring last year. But what happened was Neil opened up a doorway and built cubbies for shoes and then also opened up the closet entryway. And then we have some different spots for hooks to hang things up. Before, no matter what we did, it felt like it was a mess, even when everything was put away to the best of our ability. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like even if it isn't perfectly maintained, there actually are enough spaces for our shoes. There are places for the kids to hang their coats that's at the level that they can reach. We have a really big rug where you can stand and put your muddy shoes on Mm -hmm. that we didn't have before. So I'm feeling great about the structure. And then we are all working together to make the implementation a little smoother of keeping the things where they need to go. Yes. The eternal struggle. What's one of your wins? I am very proud of a tool organizer that I built in our garage to hold shovels and our weed whacker and rakes, anything with a long handle. Mm -hmm. There is a tutorial online that we will link to, but it was very easy. And it was one of the first things I did with power tools. 
I clicked on the link because I was curious about it. And I'm wondering if this is something we could implement in our shed. One of my wins is the new shed that Neil built. Mm -hmm. The old one was quite literally falling apart, like (laughs) walls falling off the sides. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was not okay. So he tore that down and rebuilt a shed. And we have some areas of sliding tools on where it's boards that come out, like a rake, for example. The rake part of it holds it up as you push it back. Mm -hmm. But then you have a whole stack of them. So when you need the one in the back, Mm. you have to pull out all the other ones first. So when I looked at yours, I loved that you could just get a single thing without having to deal with anything else in there. Yes. And I'll share a picture of it on Instagram, but it is horizontal. Mm -hmm. And so it goes up the wall. And so the tools are just sort of one on top of another, but you can reach in and grab the individual ones. I am very intrigued by it. Another one of mine is our art box. I'm proud of this because most every art supply stays in there. Mm -hmm. We just upgraded to a bigger one, thanks to my mother-in-law, for Christmas. And the smaller one now has blocks in it, which was also really satisfying. That felt like a win when you get an empty storage container that is big enough to put the new blocks that your children got for Christmas. Yes. All of the paints are in there, all of the markers, paintbrushes, clay, etc., The paper and things do not stay in there. And the paper is another story that is not a win, but I am proud of the box. When Plum is like, where am I this? I'm like, look in the art box. And it's almost always there. So that feels good. That is a big win. Art is not a win for me that we'll go into more detail later. (laughs) Paper in particular is a challenge, as you've noted. But tell me more about how the art box is divided, because that's one of our issues. It's just a kind of small tub. Okay. There are some pouches and things that are in there, like markers are in pouches. Okay. Glue sticks are in pouches. Scissors are in pouches. So it's all sort of in there. But things like paint is just in the little box that came from in there. I am glad it is working for you. And I'll tell you more about my troubles soon. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into those, a win in our family is clothes. I feel like Neil and I in particular have the right amount of clothes. And really, I feel like I have the right amount of clothes (laughs) when it comes down to it. Neil has too many t-shirts, (laughs) y'all. He does. That is a fact. (laughs) But when the laundry gets done, it feels like everything has a place. Mm. I do the Marie Kondo folding, and it's very satisfying when everything is put away in the drawers. I have very few things hanging up. So our closet still feels like it has a lot of space, even though it's just a regular sized closet. Nice. And is in an area I'm looking to improve. And that's not something I can say about too many spaces organizationally in my home. Same. (laughs) Love that. Take those wins where you can get them. (laughs) One of my wins, which I am counting as a win, it's maybe a little generous, are the toys in our house. Hmm. They almost all have a spot in a series of boxes and baskets that fit in one of the two by four Ikea shelves in the playroom. Yes. We also have a dress-up trunk that we can just throw everything in that's a dress-up. I mean, there's sleeping bags and stuff in there, too. (laughs) I just put everything in there. I wouldn't say these solutions are particularly visually pleasing, but the kids 100% can help clean up, and they do. So I am counting it in the win column. Definitely sounds like winning. My last one are our spices. Before I'd had them in a narrow, deep cabinet, which is a terrible way to store spices because it's very hard (laughs) to find what you want. Uh But then I saw somewhere 
on the interwebs, people storing their spices in a drawer where they're laid down. So on a Mm. not too deep drawer. And then you can see all of it when you pull it out. And I went through our spices, got rid of the stuff that was really old, the things that I hadn't labeled because we buy spices (laughs) in bulk. So that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they fit all neatly in a drawer. It's easy for me to keep it organized, which I cannot say about very many systems. And every time I pull it out, I just think, ah, this is so much better than the way it was before. I love that. I really feel like drawers are underrated in a kitchen because my last win is our Tupperware drawer. We have big, deep drawers in our kitchen, mm-hmm. which I am so thankful for. We keep lots of things in there. But really, it is perfect for stacking glass and plastic storage containers. And then we have a spot along the back where we put the lids. Mm-hmm. This is one where I am happy both with the amount of things that we have and also with how we store them. Nice. So on the flip side, where could you use some help in your life in terms of home organization? (laughs) Let me count the ways. The first (laughs) one that comes to mind is our pantry, in that we don't have one. So (laughs) therefore, there's lots of stuff stacked on top of our cabinets because the cabinets don't go all the way to the ceiling. Mm. So things like big boxes of cereal, chips, crackers are on top, which sort of okay, Only the adults can get them out, Mm. and it's not that convenient and is not visually pleasing. That's one aspect. Another is that we don't have very many kitchen cabinets, and four of them are devoted to storing our food, Mm. our dried goods, our baking, all of that kind of stuff. And then since the pandemic, when I've become more of an overbuyer in the food arena, we've been keeping all of the canned goods in the back room on the toy shelf. (laughs) that hasn't been getting as much use. So that's just not ideal. In a perfect world, we would move our washer and dryer, which are right next to the kitchen, kind of a little alcove, into the guest room, redo that whole area, and then Mm -hmm. that whole area could be really big cabinets to store our food. And then that would open up more space in the kitchen. Mm. And then I think things would feel less cramped in the cabinets that we currently have. Mm. So I feel comfortable with the stuff that we have that I want to keep it, but there just aren't enough places. (laughs) Yeah. Food is also a problem for us. We use a big corner cabinet with a two-tiered Lazy Susan for the bulk of our food storage, but it always spills over to other cabinets, Mm -hmm. the countertop. I think the closet that's under our stairs that's right next to our kitchen would probably make a good pantry, but we have cat litter boxes in there right now, and that's a very good spot for that. Right. And I don't really want to put food in there with cat litter boxes. So, you know, so right. for a while, because of the once monthly giant grocery trips, we had what we were calling the chip pantry, which was a giant Rubbermaid tub sitting on <laughs> our back porch that was full of chips unopened. I love it. <laughs> So yeah, the the pantry situation is not great here either. (laughs) To circle back around to the art supplies, my mind is still boggled by the idea that yours are organized in a box and that is (laughs) successful for you. We have tried multiple iterations of an art shelf in different locations in our kitchen area, and I can keep it organized, but as I am not the primary user of the art (laughs) materials, we have not found a system that everyone can keep organized. And part of it, I don't even blame them. It's not great. So I just ordered a cabinet Mm. that has 15 drawers, 10 small ones on one side, and then five big ones on the other. 
mm-hmm. that should fit very easily in the space that we have for it. And I think that will help with the papers because then there can be mm. one drawer for white slash scrap paper and one drawer for construction paper and one for all the notebooks. Mm. And the same, we just have so many different things, the markers, the crayons, the colored pencils. And I do try and downsize the art stuff, but they really Mm -hmm. do use most of what we have. Right. So I am hopeful that this will solve the problem. I am not normally one to want to throw money at problems in this way. But yesterday, I just thought, no matter how many times I clean up this art area, it is never going to get better. And then Mm -hmm. this, I feel like if we do labels, we all go through it, that hopefully everything can be contained within that one space. I love the idea of drawers for papers because I feel like that's my paper problem. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. in stacks. And of course, my children do not grab a paper from the top in order to not disrupt the stack. No. No, they want the color yellow that is on the very bottom and then it's everywhere. So I really like the drawers idea. I will give an update once I get it put in. Yesterday, I was on an organization kick, which is the reason why we're recording this episode, (laughs) because I was thinking a lot about home organization. Yep. And I organized many areas of our home. In that area, I thought, I'm just not even going to bother until this new situation arrives. It will just remain an ongoing mess until that time. Perfect. Another one of my challenges is shoes. Hmm. We have a shoe shelf in the front hall, which we had in our old apartment, which worked great, but we mostly now use the back door to go in and out. So it's Mm -hmm. not a great solution given that we are a shoes off household. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you take your shoes off and walk them to the shoe shelf? Or do you take your shoes off and strew them about the living area, which is by the back door? That's the strategy we're taking now. I can't say it's working especially well. I did just try a new basket. Mm-hmm. It's by the back door. It's still not great. I don't really want a shoe shelf by the back door, mm. which is our main living area. And there's not a good place to put something that wouldn't be exposed because it's like kitchen and then four big doors. There's not like a wall anywhere where something could even go. Got it. I just don't really know what the solution is. And so I think we'll probably just keep having shoes everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Another storage challenge for us is our bathrooms. Mm. We just have very little storage. And that's one thing that I'm coming to realize as I've been thinking through what our challenge areas are, is that there need to be fairly big changes or structural Mm. things in place that it's not that we have too much stuff. It's that there isn't a place to put all of the stuff that we have. The only storage we have in our big bathroom is a towel rack that has a metal rack across the top of it. So you can hang towels from the bottom and then stack towels on the top Mm -hmm. and then two drawers in the vanity. Mm. And so everything gets thrown in. There's not a medicine cabinet to be pulling out the smaller things and having Mm. them lined up nicely. I feel like that is what we need. And I go through periodically, like once a year. That's periodical. (laughs) And organize the drawers so that they're somewhat nice. But even that is never perfect because it's just a lot of stuff in one big drawer. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if having dividers would help with that, that even if we still have the big space, that having sections for various things. Yeah. I'm really not sure because then our little bathroom has no storage at all. It's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. It's mostly okay in our everyday life. And then sometimes I open the drawer and just feel sad. (laughs) (laughs) My last one is tools. 
So I know I said I have this great solution in the garage for tools with handles, Mm -hmm. but the other tools like the drill Mm. and hammer and saws and things, they're all haphazardly stuck in places. Some are in the laundry room. Some are in this cheapo plastic shelf that I picked up off someone's trash pile (laughs) on one of my walks. Some of them are in a toolbox that's in the floor of the laundry room. Some of them are in a toolbox that's in that understair closet where the cat litter is. I mean, it's just it's just a mess. Nothing's organized. Mm-hmm. Probably there needs to be some kind of garage build out, starting mm-hmm. with my rack that I've already made and then doing some other kind of yes. DIY solution for all of these, you know, hanging the wheelbarrow on the wall, hanging the sawhorses, figuring out shelving for the tools, figuring out a peg rack or something for hammers. Yes. But it feels like a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. Yes. When we first moved in, Neil built a workbench with a pegboard behind it, which mm-hmm. is how his dad organizes tools. And his parents are both very meticulous and have a lovely system in place. It has not worked out that way for us. Mm-hmm. That room isn't even on my challenges list, but <laughs> it is... It's like a black hole. <laughs> it is. And we periodically clean that out too. And it's the place where when there's things, you just go and set them in that home. <laughs> and especially because we're not in that room very much, it's just not great. But the pegboard is a great idea in theory. (laughs) We just need to improve our usage of said board. (laughs) My last one are papers and photos, which is an ongoing challenge that I feel more or less motivated to tackle (laughs) at various points in my life. I've mostly accepted the state of it right now, which is I periodically go through the things that stack up on my dresser and then recycle the things that can be recycled and then put everything else in a box to be filed, (laughs) which hasn't happened in a long time. Uh And then I do periodically, I get motivated and go through all my files. I think part of my hangup is I'm really not sure exactly which documents I need to hold on to mm. and for how long to hold on to them for. And so to avoid figuring that out, I <laughs> leave them and then we'll have to search for a document that happened recently and just going through piles of paper. <laughs> it's not great. But it honestly isn't my highest priority because it's not one of those things I encounter every day that it's tucked away somewhere. The same way the workroom for me, it's like, yeah, that's a total mess, but I don't actually deal with it. It's those communal areas that I see all the time that are a higher priority to want to make work better. Yeah, we're back to the putting out fires strategy at work. (laughs) Yes, we are. I hope nobody was coming to this podcast hoping for home organization tips. (laughs) We deliberately did not mention tips. No tips offered. This is more of a state of the home organization situation in our lives. Yes. Maybe you're listening to it and really feeling great about yourself. I hope that's what's happening. (laughs) High five to you, friends. So we've touched on this a little bit already, but how do you feel about spending money on home organization? I'm feeling better about it all the time. (laughs) I think I used to be really resistant to this because I didn't like spending money in general. And I just felt like, no, there have to be other ways to solve this problem. That the problem to not having a place for your stuff isn't to buy more stuff to put your stuff in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I also am coming to that realization that really, at this point, we could make some targeted purchases to make our life significantly better and to make home organization function much more effectively. Mm. So 
the art cabinet is my first effort in this direction. Or I suppose you could say doing the entryway remodel was our first, and then this is another purchase. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, as I was organizing and cleaning our home, I was listening to a new podcast to me called The Clutterbug Podcast about home organization. And it was talking a lot about mindsets and how for a long time, she just thought, I'm a messy person. I'm a person with a messy home. And I was like, huh, I think that I say that about myself too. Oh, I'm just not that organized or I just deal with a lot of stuff in the home. And it's like, what is holding me back from having a more organized home? And I think in some cases, it really is the structure of having a system in place that we can use. Mm. And so when things get organized, it's never everything at once. It's like organizing one area and those piles, like some stuff gets put away and then piles get shifted Mm -hmm. to another room. And then eventually that room gets cleaned and it's just this never ending cycle. So I'm trying to think about, could I be telling myself I am an organized person with a tidy home and make that into a reality? Hmm. And I do think there are areas where spending money will help me achieve that. And not even tons of money, but just really trying to optimize the spaces that we have Hmm. and being willing to invest in that. Yeah. So I am spending money on organization curious. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? I don't mind spending money. But I don't always know what's going to help. Mm -hmm. And I really dislike trying things that don't end up working all that well. Yes, I'm with you. So that sort of a barrier to the spending money and to solving the problems in general, that it's sometimes just really hard to discern what is going to make the difference and what's going to work. Mm -hmm. And I think we're also still in kind of a transitional time in terms of only having been in this house a year, Mm -hmm. where things that worked really well for our space and taste in our apartment don't necessarily work in this space, but moving is expensive and We've had quite the year. And so having that brain space to figure it out and then put those financial resources where they're going to be the most effective just hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that, we will figure it out as we live here more. But then also there is a piece of not wanting to spend the money because what if it isn't the right thing? Yes. I think that has held me back a lot in the past and still does. It's just hard to know what's going to work. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap up our conversation about home organization by talking about where we look for inspiration for this stuff. I love listening to podcasts about minimalism and organization while I am doing said minimizing and organizing. (laughs) I will link to some of the ones I have listened to in the past. I usually just Google minimalist podcast or organization podcast and then see what comes up. (laughs) I am not big on browsing photos, either on Pinterest or Instagram. I think because it really doesn't feel attainable. Mm. So it doesn't inspire me because it looks so different from my own space. And I'm really not a visual, spatial person. Mm. I can look at something and say that looks nice, but I have trouble knowing how to translate that into my own situation. I think what really inspires me is just thinking about how pleasant it will be to be living in an organized and decluttered space Mm. because that brings me a lot of joy. So thinking about the end goal is inspirational more than seeing other spaces that other people are living in. Fair enough. My main source of inspiration these days is Young House Love, and I like to look at their stuff on Instagram and they also have a blog. 
what I have liked about them for a long time is that they seem really realistic about having stuff and creating spaces that work to store it and maximize its enjoyment and use. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm specifically thinking about the shelves that they have built in over washers and dryers now in two different houses. It's really that livability and real life-ness that John and Sherry of Young House Love, I think, do really well. Yeah. We will wrap up talking about home organization there. But listeners, hit us with your tips, with your inspiration. Let us know how things are going home organization-wise for you. We'll end by talking about what we've been eating. I want to share a new cookie recipe. These are lemon crinkle cookies. I will say they did not crinkle particularly well for me, but other than that, they were amazing. They are very lemony and very soft. I, within the last couple months, got a small cookie dough scooper that has the little thing that scoops it out. Mm -hmm. And I have been making all my cookies really small. It makes probably like slightly less than a tablespoon of dough. So they cook up to be not very big. And so I did that with these. And it was great. Actually didn't have lemon extract. So I just used extra zest and extra juice. Mm -hmm. And they were lemony enough as it was. But they were really nice to have during winter. They're nice and bright tasting and have sort of a spring vibe. But then they also balanced out the other overly sweet things like Christmas toffee that we're eating. So it was a good thing to have around during holidays. I'm glad I have a friend like you that thinks that what you need to balance out toffee is cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for (laughs) you. And I love it. What have you been eating, Sarah? I want to share a cozy food. I made corn chowder recently, which I hadn't made for a really long time and just forgot how much I love it. Mm. We usually have all the stuff for it. It's super fast to make and just feels really warm and hearty. Mm -hmm. There was no cheese in the recipe, which might be the traditional way to make chowder. I'm not sure. I Mm. added cheese on top Mm. and really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. There's a lot of stomping going on. This might be a bit of a tangent, but I'm I'm just I'm gonna circle back around. Keep rolling. <laughs> Sorry, I bumped it. This is so funny. <laughs> I don't think she had cheese in it. Don't you put cheese? I put cheese in all the things. I mean, I basically put cheese in everything I make ever. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't in the recipe, and then I just added a bunch afterwards.